The physician at Frenchman's Ford, a fictional western town, Dr. Ray Matson, was as quick with a pistol as he was with a helping hand. He was the symbol of justice and mercy in the lawless west of the 1870s. The doctor, known as friend and physician to white man and Native American alike, set an example of tolerance as all kinds of people made their way to Frenchman's Ford, including a Chinese gambler, a Jewish gunslinger, and a mail-order bride. Carl Weber starred as Dr. Ray Matson as the gun-carrying, wandering doctor known far and wide as Dr. Six-Gun. His story was told through the doctor's constantly inebriated companion, a gypsy named Pablo, played by Bill Griffiths. Pablo also had a talking raven by the name of Midnight. The show, which was produced in 1954 when television was decimating the audiences who listened to radio, only lasted one season. Dr. Matson helped people where he could, whether it was with medicine, a friendly ear, or with a gun. Actor Kyle Weber was born in Iowa in 1916. He graduated from both the University of Iowa and Cornell College. Most of his career was in radio, mostly in soap operas, and he was also in the television soap Search for Tomorrow. He had one film credit playing an FBI agent, Charlie Reynolds, in the film Walk East on Beacon in 1952. He also did a lot of commercials for Avis, Rent-A-Car, and was the president of the New York's chapter of the Screen Actors Guild. Using his vocal talents, he recorded more than 200 books for the American Foundation for the Blind. For Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, now rebroadcasts the July 15, 1954 episode of Dr. Six-Gun entitled Bell and the Baby. I'm your host for Heirloom Radio, John Lovering, and I thank you for listening to this podcast. It's much appreciated. Across the rugged Indian territory rides a tall young man on a mission of mercy. His medical bag strapped on one hip, his six-shooter on the other. This is Dr. Six-Gun. Another episode in the exciting adventure series, Dr. Six-Gun. Matson, M.D., was the gun-toting frontier doctor who roamed the length and breadth of the old Indian territory. Friend and physician to white man and Indian alike, the symbol of justice and mercy in the lawless west of the 1870s, this legendary figure was known to all as Dr. Six-Gun. is now the public school in Frenchman's Ford, at one time used to be the roughest gambling house in the Indian Territory. It was operated by a woman named Belle Porter. They uh, used to say of her that she could outride, outshoot, and outburst the devil himself. And I believe it. <laughs> uh, who am I? I am Pablo the Gypsy. 
And I am a peddler. <laughs> this is midnight. He is supposed to be a talking raven. And although I talk to him constantly when I am on the road, he has yet to answer with any great wit. <laughs> well, to get back to my story. Belle Porter was married to a little balding man named Gentle Sam. Since Belle herself was six feet tall, they made quite a couple. Nobody laughed, however, unless she wanted to bring Belle Porter's anger on his head. And she had pistol whipped more than one cowboy who thought he was a man. The way in which the gambling house became a schoolhouse concerns my friend Doc Sixcott. It all began one afternoon in front of Bell Porters. I had stopped by for some relaxation. Oh! Oh, oh you! Oh! Oh! oh. 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 <laughs> all right, midnight, you stay here. I'm going inside for a while. I walked toward the saloon, I noticed a battered old prairie wagon in front of the place. A young woman sat on the seat. She looked very thin and anxious. I went in. All right, gentlemen, place them now. Place your bets. Here's some blue chips. Uh, just a moment, sir. You've already had your limit. $25. I lost more than that. We extend credit up to half your losing. Well, I'm good for it. Um, just a minute. Bill, sweetheart. What is it, Angel? Uh, excuse me a second, Jans. This gopher in the blue jeans wants more credit. He's dropped 50 bucks a dollar at a time, and he's 25 into the house already. He's from that stringy-looking prairie wagon outside, ain't he? The one that's going back east instead of west? That's him. I heard they run out of supplies and couldn't make it, so they're trying to get back to Pennsylvania. Better shut him off. Whatever you say, dear. Sorry, mister. No more chips. No more chips. Listen, I come in here and dropped the last 50 bucks I had in the world in this game, and now you shut me off. What kind of place you running? Rules the house. Well, I'm changing the rules. Well, hey, mister, uh, I'd advise you not to point that six-shooter at me like that. You give me 25 blue chips, see, and put them on the number I've been playing. Very well. Hold it! Put down that gun, mister. Not a lot, bet. You put it down now, or I'll put a slug in your head with this six-shooter. Well, what'll it be, mister? Okay, lady. Good. Now, you get out of here and don't let me see you again. All right, gents. Game's open. You, Charlie? Yeah. Well? I lost. Charlie. Okay, it was a crazy idea gambling our last 50 bucks, but we wouldn't have made it on 50 anyway. Charlie. Yeah. What does this mean? You know what we agreed on. Yes. I know. Well? I keep thinking maybe in the next town. The next town is 800 miles away. But, Charlie... It'll be the same there. The only thing is to do like I said we should do. Look, we ain't had no decent food for weeks, Nancy. 
Lily, she can't live like that. She's sick already. I can't do it. I just can't. I can't. Look, you walk down to the edge of town, see? I'll look up somebody and get him to agree to take care of Lily. Then I'll pick you up. Okay? Charlie, C couldn't we sell the wagon? With the law after me. Oh, you shouldn't have stole that eating stuff. Well, what was I supposed to do? Let us all starve to death. Now, come on. You get going and I'll meet you. Okay. I'll give you a hand. All right. Lily, she, she's in the back of the wagon asleep. I'll just, I'll just make sure that you... Let's see. Why make it harder for yourself? Go ahead, start walking. later, I left Bill Porter's and went out to my wagon. I saw somebody slip away in the shadows, but I paid no attention. I walked over to the wagon. Oh, hush, hush, you magpie. What is it, old bird? I haven't seen you so excited since the time you thought you'd laid a dozen eggs on the pool table at O'Shea's bar. <laughs> well, it's time to be moving along. <laughs> so now you're imitating babies, eh? <laughs> Very good. Well, that sound didn't come from you. Good heavens, it came from the back of my wagon. <laughs> Well, she's undernourished, but 
Otherwise, she seems pretty healthy. Look at her take that bottle, will you? Yeah. With some care and love. Oh, look at her, Sam. She's smiling. Ain't that a little precious? Uh, oh, what I was funny. saying, with a little care and love, oh, what that's is going to happen, Doctor? There's no one here to care for the baby. Well, we'll just have to find someone. She wasn't undernourished. We could send her east oh, to the foundling home in St. Louis, but the trips are rough on Overland. Of course, since she was found in your wagon, Pablo, I reckon she's your responsibility. Mine? Huh? Mine? No, no. How can, how can I care for her? Can I take her in the wagon with me? If I stay in one place, we would both starve. Including me tonight. the most precious little thing I have. Well, we'll just have to risk sending her overland to the next stage. Overland? Who said anything about sending her any place? Oh, sweetheart, somebody has to take care of her. Somebody will. Well, who might that be, darling? You, Sam. Me. And me, of course. No, no, just a minute, Bell. You serious about taking care of this baby? Well, till she's well, Doc. But... Well, you, you've never had any experience with babies. Well, well uh, what I don't know, Sam here can tell me. You see, he raised up six kid brothers and sisters when his ma had to go to work for a living. Ain't that right, Sam? Well, yes, but that was a long time ago. Doc, you got a book of reading about babies? As a matter of fact, I uh, I do have a few government pamphlets. Well, that's fine. We'll take them. Uh, Sam can read them to me tonight. Well, uh, who run the roulette? Oh, one of the boys can run it. Come on, Sam. I'll just gather up this little precious and we're going home. So Belle Porter took the little baby girl to live with her in her apartment behind the gambling casino. And a strange new chapter was written in the history of Frenchman's Fork. All right, boys, place your bets. Please, your bath. Hey, gentle, I hear you become a father. Where's the cigar? Very funny. <laughs> well, Belle ain't exactly the motherly type, you know. Who says I ain't? Well, uh, uh no offense, Belle. Okay, Sam, you go up and babysit for a while, huh? I'll run the wheel. Whatever you say, darling. Yeah, and if she wakes up, change her diapers and warm a bottle. Whatever you say. And call me if she ain't happy. All right, Jess. Well, she goes. And where's the stop? Lord only knows. Hey, Billy. Yeah? Uh, do something for me, would you? What, Bell? Here's $100. Go out and buy me a nice milk cow. Well, it's almost midnight. They got a law against selling cows after midnight? Well, uh, I don't reckon so. Then go buy me one. Oh, and keep the change if there is any. Oh. Well, thanks, Belle. A kid needs plenty of milk, you know. Sure, sure. I'll see what I can do up to the Osage Nation. I think uh, Chief Rainmaker has some milk cows. Yeah, well, you tell him if he don't give me a good one, I'll come up there and scalp him personally. Yes, the coming of the baby to Belle Porter's casino made uh, quite a difference. Everything went very well until about a week later when I was staying at Doc Sigmund's place. Doc! Doc, wake up! Hey, Doc, wake up! Oh, Sam, all these... Terrible, get the Doc. Tell him to come right over. What's the trouble? The baby, she's sick. Terrible sick. Oh, 
children of our own. This has been, well, been quite a new feeling for me. <laughs> Will you listen to that horse around? Uh, oh, excuse me a minute, Doc. I said quiet. What's wrong, Bell? If you boys want to gamble at Bell Porter's, you'll have to cut out that they're carrying on. Ringo, muffle that roulette wheel. There's a baby trying to sleep in here. Another week went by. Bell Porter closed the casino at 7 o'clock every night, which didn't leave much time for the cowhands and the Indians to lose their money. But Bell said she had more money than she knew what to do with anyway, so it didn't matter. And meanwhile, out on the prairie, many miles to the east, moved a lone prairie schooner pulled by two starving oxen. Oh, oh. You all right, Nancy? I don't think I can go much further, Charlie. We can't stop here, honey. We're miles from water. Charlie? What? I just keep thinking about Lily. Yeah, I know. You too. Yes? It's been two weeks now. I've been counting the days, too. Charlie. What? Let's go back. Go back? Please, Charlie, please, let's go back. But, honey, I told you she's in good hands, nice, kind folk. I don't care. I want to see my baby. Charlie, I want to see my baby. Nancy, we can't make it. We'll leave our bones on that prairie if we turn back now. What's the difference if we leave them here or further east? Charlie, please. Please. All right, Nancy. We'll turn around. Interesting. For example, she stopped wearing two six guns and began to carry only a small derringer in her pocketbook. Also, she began to spend much more time taking the baby for rides in her buckboard instead of running the roulette wheel at the casino. Mm, there now, let's put a pretty ribbon in baby's hair. <laughs> My, ain't that enough to take the rag off the bush? Look at her, Sam. Oh, I'm looking at you, Belle. Me? First time I ever seen you put a ribbon in your hair. Oh, well, I I just did it for a joke. Looks real pretty. Now, Sam, you know I was in the back row when faces was passed out. Oh, I never thought so, Belle. When you asked me to marry you, I thought you were a right handsome woman. Oh, 
say, Sam, I've been thinking maybe we could buy a little ranch in the valley, you know, uh, someplace me and Lily could have peace and quiet, maybe near some neighbors with kids. Or who'd run the casino? You. Me? Why not? Well, I don't know, Bill. The casino's a rough place. Why, I can't hit the side of a mountain with a six-shooter and... When it comes to fighting, I've got the strength of 15 butterflies. Well, it's about time you took your rightful place as a man in this family. Well, I've been wanting to do that for 14 years. Only you was never willing to take your rightful place as a woman. Please, not till Lily come along. What do you say we give it a try anyway? Shoots me, Belle. Let's do it, huh? Okay. One thing, though... What? From now on, we're calling the place Sam's Casino. Huh? If it's all right with you, sweetheart. Oh, it's all right with me, Sam. Come on, pumpkin. You're going to see Doc Six-Gun with your ma. Well, you ain't no right to call yourself a ma. If you can call Bell Porter's gambling house Sam's Casino, I can call myself Lily's ma. Yes, all the Frenchman's Ford was amazed at the way Belle Porter suddenly became interested in being a pretty woman instead of a tough female sharpshooter. And the change in Sam Porter was miraculous. And when he showed up at the casino the next night... Will you look at that? Oh, holy... All right, boys! Hands open... <laughs> If I didn't see it with my own eyes, I'd swear it was a fake. Gentle Sam Porter wearing his wife six guns. <laughs> Anybody got any objection? <laughs> Suppose we have. What are you going to do about it? I'll show you what. Get out. No, come on, Sam. Who are you bluffing? You ain't welcome here tonight, Billy. Well, now, just supposing I ain't going. What are you going to do? Call Bell? <laughs> Not at all. I'm going to put some lead in. Wait. Now, now, now. Easy, Sam. Uh, careful with them guns. You going to behave like a gentleman while you're in my place? Sure, Sam. Sure. All right, boys. Game's open. Place your bet. Place your bet. Everything went along fine for a few more weeks until one hot, dusty afternoon when a skinny ox pulled the wreck of a prairie wagon to a stop in front of Doc Sixgon's place. Sometime later, Doc closed the door to his office. How is she, Doc? I put her to bed, Charlie. She's very weak. Oh, we've been a month on the prairie coming back here. If it wasn't for some Osage Indians, we'd have starved to death. She, um, she keeps asking for a baby, Charlie. You and your wife have a baby? Well, we had one, Doc. Did you lose it? Not exactly. Tell me. I, uh... I left it here. 
dead. We didn't have no money, no job. Lois was after me for stealing food to eat for the West. I know the baby would never make it back to St. Louis. I didn't figure we could make it ourselves. So we left it figuring a little baby like that, somebody would sure take care of it. I see. Only we just couldn't go on without it, Doc. We had to come back. I don't even know who's taking care of the baby. Do you? Uh, yes, uh, I know. Tell me, huh? Charlie, maybe you better let me have a talk with the folks who have your baby. I think it'd be better that way. here, Nancy. He, he brought the lady what's been taking care of Lily. Oh, let me see my baby, please. Go on in, Belle. I'll wait outside. You, uh, Lily's mom? Yes. How is she? She's asleep in this blanket. Oh, please, let me hold her, please. Well, all right, but be careful. Oh, now, look. Ain't she wonderful? Oh, Mama, sweet darling. You know, if you're sick, you'd better not hold her too long. I'll, I'll take her now. Oh, please, let me have it. Just another second. Oh. All right. I don't hold much with folks who leave babies. Oh, I'll never let her go again, never. You think you're going to have her again? Of course. You can't do that. Miss Porter, Nancy's sick. I don't care if she's dying. Now, you listen to me. You folks are starving. You can't take care of this child proper. I got more than I can spend if I live three lives. I can give Lily all the things she ought to have, everything. Charlie, what does she mean? I mean you leave her with me and she'll never want. You really love her like you say, then you'll be thinking about her. Oh, I could. Yes, you could. Maybe. Maybe she's right, Nancy. Right? Charlie, how can you talk like that? I want my baby. I don't care what happens. Nobody's going to take her away from me again. Nobody. <laughs> Porter went out to talk to Doc, leaving the baby with its mother. Doc, you got any whiskey? For medicinal purposes, Belle. Give me a shot. For medicinal purposes, I'm going to need it. Belle, what about the baby? She wants it. These folks as poor as church mice, Doc. They ain't got nothing but rags and a half-starved ox. I know that. But they can love just as much as rich folks. Yeah. I've seen how she took the baby. Mm -hmm. Say, uh, you got a pen, Doc. Uh, yeah, right here. And a piece of paper, huh? Uh, here you are. Thanks. Now then, Doc, I'm going to ask you to give this to Lily's Ma and Pa. What is it? Well, it's a draft on the casino for $10,000 made out to Lily's parents in trust for her. You see, I want she should have all the advantages that... I never had. Now, how about that shot? Sure, sure, Belle. 
Coming right up. Meanwhile, back at the casino, Sam Porter was running the roulette game. All right, gentlemen, place your bet. Where's Bell, Sam? I seen Bell going into Doc Sixgun's place. Is the baby all right, Sam? She's all right, Billy. Just going for a checkup, that's all. Uh, glad to hear everything's all right. All right, gentlemen, all bet in. Ready to spin. Okay, here we go. Oh, there's Bell. What? You got your old outfit on, and... Them ribbons you was wearing in your hair are gone. That's right, Sam. I'll take over the game now. All right, boys. Game's right, open. Make your bet. Here we go. <laughs> Sam, give me my gun. Sam, my gun. No, Bill. What do you mean, no? I mean I'm running the game and I'm wearing the gun. Are you crazy? You're the one who's crazy, Bill. We've been real happy, you and me, for the first time in our lives. And I know what it's like to feel like a husband for a change. Well, I ain't going back to being gentle Sam anymore, and that's final. Sam, you give me them guns or I'm going to punch you right in the... Catcher, she's bothered. Easy now, easy, easy. Bill, Bill, darling, you all right? Boy, help me get her over to Doc Six. Hurry up, come on, boys, hurry, You all right, Doc? Mm. She's fine, Sam. Oh, my. What, what happened? You fainted, Belle. Fainted? Me? No, Doc, I, I do feel kind of funny. You ought to feel happy. Happy? Well, why, Doc? Belle, you're going to have a baby. I'm... Uh, 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 Sam, did you hear that? Oh, no! Well, don't just stand there, Sam. Go home and start fixing up Lily's room again. Put some fresh paint on it. Huh? Oh, what color? Uh, pink. Yeah, pink. It's going to be a girl. And her name is going to be Lily Bell. And that is how Bell Porter gave up the gambling casino. She and Sam donated it to the town for a school right after the baby was born. And her child is attending that school today. <clears throat> His name is uh, Sam. Sam Porter, Jr. You have been listening to Dr. Sixgun. Six Gun is played by Carl Weber and Pablo by William Griffiths. Today's script was written by George Leffert. Heard in the cast were Betty Gard as Belle, Louise Troy as Nancy, Bill Lipton as Charlie, William Keene as Billy, and Roger DeCoven as Gentle Sam. Dr. Six Gun is directed by Fred Wade.